evening. Welcome to... Oh, that is way too loud. Although it is nice. Uh, welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. I know that we apologize. Fuck that. That's too loud. All right. So, I'll just suffer through the heat until I finish, you know, this. And then I'll turn the AC up for the last leg of the trip. Um, welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. I am very tired after a long day at work. And we're here to discuss uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi episode um, four um, of six. Uh, so, I don't exactly have a, you know, full-on problem with this show. I really like this episode. It feels like an episode of um, what's the one for here? Um, like Rebels or the Clone Wars, uh, or even the Mandalorian kind of had episodes like this, where it was, you know, we have a rescue mission. We are going in. We are saving X person who has been kidnapped by the Empire, usually, and we are going, or you know, the Confederacy um, in Clone Wars, and we are going in. We're going to rescue them, and we're going to move on with our day. Um, and that's kind of what this episode entirely is. Um, at the end of the last episode, Leia was abducted by Reva, um, who, what's it called, who, uh, took her back to the stronghold of the, um, what's it called, stronghold of the, uh, Inquisitors on a water moon of Mustafar, which I guess is just, you know, all the water of the Mustafar system congregates on this one planet, um, and that's where they, they go from there. Um, so, they go there, and that's where the, uh, um, the bulk of the episode happens, where Obi-Wan has to sneak through the, uh, through the base, rescue Leia, and escape, uh, before they get killed by Reva, Vader, or others who are on base, or any of the other Inquisitors who are on the base. Um, it's an interesting thing. I like that they introduce, I don't know if they introduced it into a new canon, or if it was just in the old canon, where, um, oh, that blew me off, fucking Warpath right there. Um, I don't know if it was introduced into the new canon, or if it was just in the old canon, or maybe it was in the comic between 4 and 5, the Star Wars comic. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, what's it called? Um, the idea of the, the snow speeders as we saw them in episode five, um, Empire Strikes Back, I mean, where they are designed to, um, what's it called? They're designed to go on other planets and they have to be adapted for the snow on Hoth. Um, I don't know if that was introduced prior to this point in the new canon, or if it was just an old canon thing, but it's a cool idea. Like, they brought that back for this. Um, there is the, the tomb of the Jedi, um, that have been captured and killed by the Inquisitors on the bottom, but that's a pretty interesting idea. Um, and again, no Mace Windu. And I said this last week, where I feel like the show needs to explain one key question that lingers 
throughout most of Star Wars. Uh, and that question is, why is the plan to defeat the Empire after the Empire ostensibly wins in Episode 3? Why is the plan that Obi-Wan and Yoda come up with that we're going to take these two babies, separate them so that way the Empire can't find them, and then we're going to uh, we're going to go out and, you know, we're going to wait 19 years until these kids are old enough, and then we are going to train them um, to be Jedi. And even then, the plan is to train one, and then should that one fuck up and die, or that one fuck up and turn, then we train the other one and hope for the best. Um, but why is that the only plan? Especially considering what this show, I mean, and really what, you know, episode 8 also introduced it, like, Force-sensitive kids didn't just stop being born. And on top of that, the Jedi... There were Jedi who survived Order 66. And if that's the case, and if there are Jedi who survived Order 66 out there, like, I still don't think Mace Windu died in episode... Um, in episode 3. Like, we've seen people survive a lot worse in this. Um, we've seen people survive a lot worse in the same movie. Um, and, and the idea that he gets his hand cut off and blown out a window, and he's like, yeah, he's dead, that's that's fine. We can live with that. Um, seems kind of silly to me. No, no, no. Um, so, like, look, I, I, I totally, like, am not thrilled about that aspect of it. And this show is not going anywhere near explaining why that is. Why is it that we have to live in this world with this weird kind of setup um, so that way we we can what's going for here? Like, understand what is, you know why is this the only way forward? Why is this the only way that we can stop the Sith in this world? The only plan is to go out and, and get Luke and Leia. Especially when more and more Jedi keep showing up. And it's like, okay, well, we had, you know, Benny Safdie is a Jedi. Like, he's there, he's alive, and he's like, hey, let's fight. And Obi-Wan's like, nah, fuck that. Like, and, and I understand Obi-Wan, you know, keeping his, his you know, his, his force down and not using the force while he's in hiding. I understand that. But... If he's operating under the assumption that, you know, Anakin is dead, and, and that, you know, he doesn't know Vader exists, then, like, does he think that, like, did early Obi-Wan think that, like, if he's being, like, I, I, that's the part I don't understand. Like, did early Obi-Wan think that the Inquisitors would kick his ass? Like, did, did he, like, because he's pretty versatile as a fighter, where it's like he kicked the shit out of, you know, General Grievous, you know, as a Padawan, he killed Darth Maul, you know, he didn't, he he may have lost twice to Dooku, but, like, it was a close fight both times. Like, did he really think that he wouldn't be able, and, and it's not like the Inquisitors were suddenly there, they're fallen Jedi who had fallen and, and turned to the Sith. Like, did he really think that he wouldn't be able to, to take them? And, and, and if that's the case, like, there's a lot of questions that aren't really answered as to why we're in this situation ten years later 
like, and, and on top of it, like, what was the, like, like, I want to know what the rationale is for not standing and fighting. I want to know what that rationale was for them to be like, look, the only way forward is for Luke and Leia to be trained 20 years from now, and then however long that takes. Because, like, look at how long it takes Anakin to get trained over the course of the prequels. He's not trained in episode one. Ten years later, or nine years later, when we meet him in, um, what's it called, in episode, uh, episode two, he's still not trained. He's still a Padawan. And then another three years after that, he's a Jedi Knight. At some point in that, he becomes a Jedi Knight. And, yeah, it may have been a Battlefield promotion, but still, it took him fucking 13 years, 14 years, something in that range, to become a full-fledged Jedi Knight. Like, so so we're going to let the Empire just live and, and be a thing and continually gain power. And then on top of it, once you see the Inquisitors are coming to pass, shouldn't you be like, you know, we may want to rethink this plan a little bit. Because, like, at best, if we have Inquisitors and the Inquisitors are, are turning into, like, you know, like, what's it called? If the Inquisitors are out there and the Inquisitors are becoming, um, are fallen Jedi and, and, you know, and if the theory is true that at Order 66, one of the, the girls who survived Order 66 in the beginning is going to end up being Reva, then, like, if that's the case then, like, there's even more questions raised. So it's like, all that time passed, and then it's like, okay, so we have this, and now the Sith have an army of Force-using, you know, people. Like, there's a lot of questions that just kind of remain unanswered for absolutely no reason, besides the fact that, you know, there's kind of this weird idea. Like, I think that this show would work better if it was a little sooner in the timeline and a little bit closer to that before the the Inquisitors do it, or if they do a season two, season two serves as the explanation as to why there are no Inquisitors in the future. And I think my idea would work. Where the Inquisitors, like the, the Jedi go and, like, you know, they're like, look, we have to do something at this point. We can't just sit here and be like, fuck this. We have to, we, like, we need a new plan. Because obviously shit's not going right. And, and we need to go out there and do something. Like, why the fuck is it that, like, there are two times that Bail Organa goes, hey, let's call Obi-Wan um, between episode three and episode four. And the first time is when Leia gets kidnapped. And then the second time is ten, like, it is a full almost 20, ten years in between times that Obi-Wan is called to, to handle an issue. Like, the, why is that the case? Why is that what, what, what the situation at hand here? When it should be, hey, you know what? Maybe we can, you know, handle this a little bit better. Like, and, and in reality, maybe had Obi-Wan, like, you know, and the other Jedi who were still out there taking a more active role, maybe we wouldn't have, the Death Star wouldn't have been a thing. Like, th there's, a, there's a, a breakdown in communication here, I think, at least. In explanation as to why is it that the 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 whole why did the Jedi just kind of stop trying? It's not really explained. But look, you can sit here and you can say that like, look, they've demonized the Jedi and they they've done that. 
But if that's the case, then waiting 20 years and being like, okay, and here's the new Jedi, isn't going to solve that problem. Like, that's the problem here, is that there are so many things that just, like, there is no good explanation for, but the explanation, the route that they've taken to explain it is, is so not helpful that it just doesn't, it, it, it just makes it worse. Like, the lack of explanation just doesn't help either. Like, there needs to be a middle ground. There needs to be a, a, a explanation for this that can satisfy viewers and also serve as a, a, a way that meshes in with the canon. And that, that they haven't been seen, seeming to attempt to take that. It's more focused on um, keeping the canon straight and trying to keep the canon straight. And part of the problem is, like, say what you will about George Lucas. He, you know, he, like, there was no master plan when, when this started. And the idea that, like, if you look at, like, you know, people like to point at Marvel, it's like, oh, there's this giant master plan where, you know, Kevin Feige knows what's going on and he knows what he's doing and all of that. But, look, in reality, it's like, what, is he sitting there like the fucking thinker um, on his chair with, like, and here's what we're going to do if Spider-Man comes back and here's what we're going to do if we get all the Spider-Man characters back and here's what we're going to do if we get, um, what's it called, we, if we get the X-Men back and the Fantastic Four back and, and, and like, was he sitting there with contingencies for all those things? Like, in 2015, if, if they didn't release a Fantastic Four movie and the rights to the Fantastic Four revert, would we be looking at a very different MCU? Probably. But I don't think he's sitting there, like, preemptively planning out every every contingency and just like, look, we will figure it out as we go along. We can't sit here and have contingency plans for everything. At the same time, it is very obvious that George Lucas had very little, like, planning going into the original trilogy of Star Wars. Like, it is known that Leia was not intended to be Luke's sister. There was intended to be another girl on the other side of the galaxy who was going to also be something, uh, a, a sibling of Luke who was also being trained in the Force by another Jedi Master. That was the plan from the beginning, and then that got cut, and Luke became and Luke and Leia became sisters. It's evidenced by the fact that, like, you know, look at the fucking poster, the iconic poster for Star Wars with Luke in the middle with the lightsaber up in the air and Leia in front of him with the leg out and, like, and like hanging over him. Luke is meant to be the hero and Leia is meant to be the love interest. That is the way it was in the beginning. And then for, for episode two to devolve into a love triangle between Luke, Leia, and, and Leia and Han, well, I mean, a love, a love angle because, like, Luke and Han in canon were never fucking. I mean, there's plenty of fan fiction about that, but... You know, they never were fucking on their own. It, it is one of those things where who who do you like? What? There was no plan for that. Well, like, you go, oh, he's saying there's another, but no, the other one still works. The third Jedi Master who survived, and then there's also the uh, the third Jedi Master, and then on top of that, the um, the, what's it called? The, um... Oh, fuck, what's it over here? The, uh, the, the other sister. I think that that storyline got reappropriated for Heir to the Empire with Mara Jade, um, and then and her becoming the, the Sith Assassin and, and all of that, but it, it is it is one of those things where it's like there is no... There was no plan going into it. So to sit here and be like, well, what Lucas said was canon, it's like, well... 
look, you're you're playing in eras that Lucas didn't intend to to play around in. Like you're not exploring things that Lucas intend. Like Lucas intended for a twenty year gap in between movies where fuck all happened and who gives a shit. But if you're going in there and playing anyway, like as long as it like as long as it ends with you know most of the Jedi are dead. Like if that's the starting point where most of the Jedi are dead and like Luke and Leia are our last hope. Like if that's the ending point and then the next one is and now we are at this point where, you know, the Death Star is here and the like I I feel like there's a lot of room to play, but they're not taking the opportunities they can because they're afraid of like the nuancey bullshit and then also like trying to keep track of what's going on with the books and what's going on with the video games and and, and all of that. There, there definitely is more what the fuck is with assholes and Teslas? Like, if you were behind me, you could have just gotten off there anyway and not had to cut me off with a jackass. Um, and I'm going 70. Um, on the highway. So, looking at, like, broadly what, what happened in, in that, you know, with, with all of that, I don't think it is, you know, necessarily the... The issue with this show is that it is trying to thread too thin a line and trying to get the, the string through the eye of the needle that doesn't necessarily need to be threaded. I don't think you necessarily need to have a, what's it called, a, like, a show that 100% adheres to canon, especially when the canon is so vast and sprawling and all over the place that it, it just doesn't it doesn't it's not always going to fit properly. So if you're gonna try and thread that needle, by all means try. But if the show turns out like shit, like this is very quickly devolving into, then that's the problem. Um and, and there are definitely there's definitely room for improvement in the show. There's definitely things that could be done better. And things within the show itself without vastly redoing the entire thing. Or needing a second season to, to rectify the mistakes. There are ways, there are avenues that can be taken. Like, you know, something like the plot not being so... Like, I like I, I think that, like, maybe had, you know, they 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 laid it out a little bit better. Because um, we have two episodes left, and, like, here's the problem. The next fight with Vader can't happen in the next episode. The next fight with Vader has to happen in the final episode. Um, or no, the next fight with Vader can happen in the next episode if Reva is the final thing. Like, if Obi-Wan fights Vader and incapacitates Vader and then goes off, I think that's the only way that this show really works, if I'm being honest. So, what needs to happen in the next two episodes is, next episode, Vader needs to go himself to confront Obi-Wan and Leia, not knowing Leia is his daughter. Um, and he needs to go and confront them, and Obi-Wan needs to fuck him up. And fuck him up to the point where he's not dead, and he escapes, but takes him out of commission for the next episode. Then the next episode is Obi-Wan getting Leia back to Alderaan. He goes back to... and, and, and he goes back to Tatooine. At some point in that, he needs to fight Reva. And that fight needs to be the final one. Because then Reva, as a threat for the last episode, is disposable. 
because Reva's not in the original trilogy. You can kill her off and not worry about breaking canon. Um, so I think that would be what needs to, where the show needs to go in its final few episodes. And if that works properly, and if everything kind of fits together nicely, then that's perfect. But I think that saving Vader for an episode, for episode six means you're going to get a episode five with nothing interesting happening, and then episode six where it's just completely backloaded with every piece of bullshit that needs to happen in the finale. And and I and I understand that these Disney Plus shows are not against doing that. Like, look at the fucking Marvel shows where it's like there's a ton of stuff that needs to get cropped into the last hour of it. And it's like, I totally, totally, totally get what's happening here. I think it's just too much for one episode. I don't think that would be a good way to finish off this show. Um, I think it's probably better if they just wrap it up on, you know, wrap up the Vader part here and then go to the final episode and, and, and have him wrap up with Reva. That way there can be actual stakes to the fight and an actual fight that could culminate in a character's death or... Or at least an uncertain fate if you don't know what's happening next. Um, and I think that would be an interesting way to go. Because, like, I, I, I think the Grand Inquisitor is not dead only because the Grand Inquisitor is, um, what's it called, is still alive in Rebels. Um, it, it's not only still alive in Rebels, but also we have an on-camera death in Rebels. Um, so he, he's probably still alive, unless it's a different Grand Inquisitor. And I feel like the, the the issue that rises up with this show is namely its attempt to serve too many masters. Um, and, and, and look, I'll be happy to be wrong if these last two episodes can, can wrap up in an interesting and entertaining way that will deliver the emotional ending that needs to happen. I also think that by the end of this season, um, Qui-Gon's going to show up, um, and I think that in these last two episodes, there's going to be an Anakin flashback to young Obi-Wan, young Anakin. Um, hopefully we get to see him in the Clone Wars armor in live action. That'd be really cool. Um, I don't know how likely that is, but I think that if you're going to bring back Hayden Christensen... And you're going to sit there and you're going to prompt it to be all about, you know, oh, we're bringing back Aiden Christian and you're going to have him be on the press tour. I think that very small moment of him, uh, what's it called, of him dealing with uh, that, that the, uh, the, what's it called, that moment, that small moment of him in the back to tank is not really enough to, um, what's it called, to, to keep, what's it called, to keep it, uh, to keep the show afloat, and, and to warrant that level of motive, uh, of, uh, not motivation, of, uh, interest. Um, I also think we're gonna get another broken mask. Um, it'd be really funny if they give him a broken mask, and then the next, next mask he gets is that elongated one he had in Rebels. That'd be really funny, um, but I don't know if that's likely to happen. Uh, but I think that's it. And that's really all I have to say on this. Um, I know I felt a little rambly and a little ranty about what's going on uh, with the state of this. Um, but we're also going to have a companion episode on 30-minute reviews tonight about the new Marvel movie announcement that's impending. 
there is a Marvel movie that is going to be announced at D23, and I think we have our first details about it, um, coming soon, um, you know, so we had a director attached, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, um, later this evening, um, over on 30 Minute Reviews, so, if you are interested in, uh, maybe seeing Julia Louis-Dreyfus in a major movie role, that may interest you, but we'll talk about that later tonight. So, we'll wrap up there for today, and we'll be back with, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit later, because uh, I do have a theory about what's going on with this. Um, could, be, uh, could be interesting, but as I think about it out in my head while I'm talking right now, I'm talking myself out of the theory, so I could be wrong. Um, so, until then, have a great rest of your day.